Ralph. Yeah, man. Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. Yo. Yo, welcome back. Welcome back to the Circle of M podcast. I am your host, Marcus Smith II. I have my good guy with me, Don Dre Echoes. Yeah, man. And today, man, we're going to speak on the subject of, we're going to talk a little bit more about suicide, but then we're also really going to talk about kind of the symptoms and the things that I was diagnosed with. We're going to talk through that. But first and foremost, Let's talk about like how we feeling. You gotta tap in. So, Dre, bro, how you feeling today? What's 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 the vibe like today? I'm really tell the people, man. Feeling. Um, I woke up this morning a little overwhelmed, trying to make a lot of stuff happen, and I'm just thinking, you know, like how I'm gonna make it happen. So. When you woke up this morning, you felt fear, right? Did fear give you anxiety? Fear gave me anxiety. And anxiety went to, I don't know. And then I went to maybe a little bit of depression. Wow. Of like, how should I really move about my day? Right. But today, because though. Pe- people don't really realize also, like, when you're feeling that certain feeling yeah. they don't really know that that's like depression like when you feel like a like a black cloud is over your head and you can't like you feel stuck and you can't move forward that's a that's a form of depression yeah no that's how i felt i felt like dang like all right i'm trying to make all this stuff happen then i'm thinking like how i'm make it happen right right not that i'm looking like man shit ain't gonna happen yeah then i'm like all right then i had to realize like man wake up out there like get out your head you know what i'm saying yeah got up this morning i'm I'm good this morning now okay i know i'm gonna make it happen man well how you feeling you know what i'm saying man i feel irritated irritated i feel like you know we just trying to get stuff done we're trying to continue to move forward and do the podcast and get get this information out to the people because i'm so excited to get it out to them Mm -hmm. um it could be real hectic and when people are doing filming or they're really you know their pursuit is to you know have a great film do a great podcast it can really get to the point where it's like, dang, man, like, why all this bad stuff is all happening, right? So right now, I'm a little irritated, but now that I'm on here, I'm I'm happy that we're having this conversation yes. because now I can get these it's these good. things we out in the right atmosphere. Now, welcome to my industry, man. Yeah, <laughs> we we get these things out in the atmosphere, and it's like we can be ourselves, like our normal our normal self, man. So the next segment, we did the tap in segment. Next one, I, I really want to talk about mental health in America. More so, we're going to talk about us, right? Mental health in America today. Do it. Can you hear it? Okay. Mental health in, we might have to cut that. But mental health in America today, man, I want to talk about suicide ideation and like how that became about with me and how with that, you know, I, I overcame that. So, you know, with that being said, when I started off doing this, I wanted to really just be in a place where I could help people 
yeah, talk through some of the things that they were dealing with, mm-hmm. and I didn't really want them to like go over the top to really do it, and, and you know, in their lives. Really, in all actuality, like the last time we spoke, you were talking about suicide ideation, mm-hmm. right? And you talked about it a little bit, but I kind of wanted to go a little bit more deeper with that. Because um, you talked about it, you know, it was happening when you was nine. Yeah. Like, what were your thoughts like back then? You know what I mean? Like, what were you thinking in, like, in those moments? About myself or just about, like, the suicidal situation? Like, just about yourself. Like, what did, what did you think about yourself? Like, why didn't, like, why do you think those thoughts came up? Uh, I just feel like I want to feel more important. Yeah. I want to feel more important. I want to feel like now that I'm older and look at things, I just wanted some type of attention. I think that I probably just wanted like to know I was loved just for being there type deal. Yeah. That's what I, that's how I think about it. Because when I was younger and I had the opportunity to actually do it, every time I thought about doing it, I will back out. So, so even if you go a little bit deeper with that, mm-hmm. when you would just back out, you were actually like close to like really thinking about like doing that part. Yeah, of like it. it's like a different uh, 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 what do you call it? A switch just flip. Yeah, it was like one of those things, but I never got too far. Like I was right there in the moment to just do it. But I just like never did it because I was like, all right, why are you doing this? Right, man. Can I fix it or can I fix it? You know. Even even with my situation, it was I got all the way to that point, but mine was like later on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I had masked everything from when I was eight years old all the way until I was twenty six, twenty seven. Right. You think about really masking all those issues. You know, as people, when we continue to never talk about what we're dealing with and we yeah. mask it from when we're a young person, like I said, it, it just it just travels with you. and It's just ignored a little bit longer. Yeah. It's ignored a little bit longer. And the crazy part about it is just like how we're athletes, right? When we're young, we can roll out of bed and be a spring chicken and just, you know, go run and do whatever we need to do. Yeah. But as you get older, right, you can't do that anymore. I mean, your mind growing at that point. Right. Your mind growing at that point, you starting to really think about stuff into detail, like why this, why that. Right. That's probably what I would say that may come from. You know yeah. That band-aid we were talking about last episode. Yeah. The, the mindset is really, you can't, you can't change the mindset, but you have to change the body part of it. You have mm-hmm. to start stretching. You have to start doing those things in order to keep your body intact for you to do what you need to do. Yeah. It's the same thing with your mind. You you have to work on your mind just as much as you work on anything else. And I wasn't doing that. I was just, the things in my mind was just laying dormant. And then those things would pop back up. And then I didn't know how to deal with them. So you have to deal with them in those moments. And because we didn't deal with them, it just traveled with me as I got to the NFL. All right, so so what would you say what would you say was actually the reason that you feel like you got to those points in your life that you wanted to even do that? Man, 
I mean, it, it really it really started when when I was eight. I had my first anxiety attack when I was eight, mm -hmm. right? And I know my you know my mom and my dad. I know they remember because they was you know they was gone like on like a, a retreat or they were I think they were you know having dinner or something. Yeah. I was with my grandmother, and I had an anxiety attack, and nobody knew. What the what the hell was wrong with me? Hell, yeah. I didn't even know what was wrong with me. They tried to put a blood pressure thing on my arm, but I was having an anxiety attack, yeah. you know, because my parents were gone. You know, that panicking in that moment, abandonment, like, that yeah. abandonment thing that we feel. Yeah, that was one of the moments where I, so I was feeling that, so right? So you think about those times, and then once I got to college and how I switched positions and how I wanted to be great at my position, but I thought I sucked. Yeah. I thought I was terrible. So. I was like a vegetable at that point. I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't do anything. I, but I was able to perform at a high level doing that. Yeah. But I couldn't do that anymore when I got to the pros because it was more that they wanted from me. I, you know, the fans, the coaches. Oh, that was a lot of baggage. It was way was more. Because, you know, in college, when you're in college, it's less, a little bit it's less stress. a little bit less stress. You get the pros. You got money involved. You right. Got you the, got the, the city involved. You yeah. Got the so, trust me, I understand. Yeah, well, you know, because when you when you was in college, right, you got somebody paying for your school. You know, school is taken care of. Everything All is taken you, care of. You right. got to make sure it stays paid right. for them right there. Right. You, yeah. you, go, you go run and... You do your thing, you know you coming back to you go to your dorm, you you know you're gonna have practice. Yep. Everything good, you perform bad. You got coach talking about your scholarship might be took in or he don't need you or these type of things. Yeah. It's just a different field. Like yep. it's more of a it's more pressure. Like you just said, it's more pressure. Right. So and and then it's getting you prepared for it's really getting you prepared for the next level. So with, with the NFL, because of that I had to carry more weight when yeah. I got to the pros and I didn't I didn't really know how to deal with that. And so moving forward, like I played for the Eagles three years. Two years played with the Seahawks, right? Seahawks that was the best organization I ever been a part of. It was you know, I was actually getting back to what I was doing in college. Yeah. But there was something that I didn't address that was still weighing on me. And because everything looked so great and because I had just signed a deal with them and I was going to be where I needed to be yeah. as far as football wise. I was I was even gonna be I was looking at myself, I was gonna sign another contract after that year. Yeah. Right? But I didn't deal with my anxiety and depression. I, I had that every year. Two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen, I had that every year. Starting in two thousand 12. 12. So, I, so I, it was, was like, that was what, like, every camp it was, it was terrible. Was, 12 was what, sophomore year? Yeah, that was, that was sophomore Junior year. That was, yeah, that was sophomore year for me. That was, that was definitely sophomore year for me. Um, so you but, had dealt with it from that long all the way up until when you, what was that, that second contract with the Seahawks? Yeah, so, you know, you get drafted. Mm -hmm. I go there. Um, I'm dealing with that. I'm like a vegetable out there on the field. I can't really feel like I can perform like how I want to because of my anxiety or whatever. And then it, it quickly turned into being depressed because I didn't know how to deal with that. And so think about dealing with that all the way into your fifth year, Yeah. right, where everything seems great. 
And I literally feel like I couldn't deal with it anymore. And, you know, for me to take you guys through, like, what happened, I woke up one morning. Is that the point where you feel like you had your suicidal thoughts? Yeah, okay. yeah. I woke up I woke up one morning, and I had talked to Allison and my wife, and she was telling me, like, you know, you're dealing with anxiety. And and, and once I realized that, I was like, man, I, I, I'm depressed too, right? Because I can't, I can't eat anything. I can't. I can't do what I want to do. Yeah. And I just thought ending my life was the only thing that would help me at this point. And so I had an anxiety attack in my sleep that, that morning. And I woke up and I remember sitting on the bed, man. I was sitting on the bed and I was looking at my wife. She was pregnant with my daughter at the time. And I'm just looking at her. And I'm like, bro, I don't want to deal with this no more. So I end up, I get, I oh, got up. I'll be right there? Yeah. Did you not want to deal with with the pressure that the league was giving you or the the pressure that you knew you had coming on into life plus that pressure? Like, was it was it multiple pressures or was it just that one thing that's in you? Because now I'm starting to think, like, all yeah. right, cool. Like, the league, then you just said, I got my wife right there and she's pregnant. Yeah. And then I can only imagine that you maybe got the league, you got your wife, and you still yeah. got your family outside of that. Like, yeah. what do you think was the overall pressure or was you, what, what would you say was all of it? I would say... It was three things. I would say um I was I was worried about really being there for my wife as far as being in the delivery room when she had the baby because mm -hmm. of the 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 strenuous work that we had to do. Like it's hard to do that in the NFL. If you got a game and your wife having a baby at the same time, you got to choose which one's more important. Right. So that goes And I was dealing with, I was dealing with that too. Mm -hmm. And then after that it was the 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 pressure that came with the lead because I knew that this was a prove it year for me, yeah. and I wanted everything to go perfect. Obviously, life isn't perfect, but that's how that's how yeah. I wanted it to be, and I was getting stuck. I was getting really stuck, and I, I was dealing with the anxiety and I was dealing with the depression, and it was just like, yo, bro, I I I can't do this no more. Yeah. This is killing me. When you don't talk, about, I didn't have a therapist. I didn't have nobody to talk to except for my wife. And all she could do was just try to, she, you know, wives is like, they don't want to, like, make it seem like they're doing too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. She, she wants to be there for me, but it's like she wants to make sure that, you know, everything else is good too. Yeah. Right? And so I got up. I had an anxiety so this attack. Is, this is the tipping point. This that, this, yeah. this that morning that you, that you would say you dealt with, like, I don't want to be. I was mad. on the edge. I don't take myself out. Yeah, I was on the edge, man. Um, I woke up, sat on the bed, and I was so tired. I remember not even. I only got an hour of sleep, and I got in my car and I started to drive. And I was going to the facility, and you know, I was driving down this hill with his like rocks on the side or whatever. Yeah, and I remember like, man. Fuck it, like I'm about to, you know, I'm about to just tip my car, and I started to tip my car to the right. Now, if you go over on these in these rocks, like you gonna get seriously hurt. That you, you, it's gonna be bad. If you, don't, if you ain't gone, you gonna be hurt. Yeah. So, so I started to tip the car, and my wife calls me, and I jerked the car back out of frustration and being scared. 
You know what I'm saying? And I was talking to her on the phone, and she was like, you good? You know, you left kind of quick, and, you know, you, are you all right? Yeah. But I'm trying to rush her off the phone to proceed to, you know, what I was going to do. Like, I was really that far gone. And I rushed and get off the phone, and then I started to do it again. So as I'm going down the hill, I started to, like, kind of, like, go to the right. And then my mother-in-law calls me. So when she's talking so this to me, number two. yeah, this is this is God number two. That's yeah. what I'm gonna say because it was God really in the midst. Because if it wasn't for Him, I would not be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she was talking to me, and by the time she finished talking to me, I'm at the bottom of the hill. So when I got off the phone, it was like I put the phone down and I look around. And that's why I started to freak out because I was like, oh, shit, what the hell did I just try to do? That's why I knew. I was like, all right, football is not this important. It's not. My mental health is the most important thing. Your mental health is the most important. That's what's going to carry you. It's this first, and then everything else comes after that. Mm -hmm. So I went. I, I ended up going in, talking to the trainers, talking to my coaches, talking to Pete Carroll. I was like, look. I can't do this. And then, I, then they they sent me a therapist, and I got the help that I needed, bro. Like you, at that point, did you did you uh, did you keep playing, or did you how 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 was that? So I end up so I end up stepping away. So what happened was, um, you know, I had just signed a deal with with them. So in order to keep my bread that I had, they had to release me because if yeah. if I would have stepped away, I would have had to give money back. So they basically allowed me to step away. They released me to get the help that I needed. While also keeping the, the tangibles and all yeah, those things. every everything they had the talked contract. about with okay. me, okay. right? But I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't have a contract with the Seahawks anymore, right? Okay. I end up coming home, seeing my daughter born, and then after that, uh, so I think it was like November. Before. Yeah, I'm basically a free agent. Okay. So I, I went and got the because. I've been dealing with it for so long. It's like, bro, I don't care about football right mm -hmm. now. Like, I can't be the very best football player I could be if this ain't straight. Yeah. And that's another thing for, like, all the people out there who's, like, listening. Like, to be the very best person that you can possibly be, your mental health has to come first. It has to because at some point you're going to put it first yeah. anyway. That's right? facts. That's facts. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's 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 really what it is. So, I mean, I, I remember the look on my wife's face when she came in there, and she was just bawling. She was just crying. It was just yeah. like, and I remember seeing that look on her face like I had already killed myself. Yeah. And it really, it did something to me, and I was just like, man, I would vow to never, ever not talk about this, and I will always try to help other players, people in general. That's why I became a that's why I became a life coach. So yeah, so man, that's so that's they, a little bit about my story. You know what I mean? When they get to that point, when they get to that point in their life, you want them to know like everything cool. Yeah, man. Like just talk to somebody. Yeah, man. It's 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 so many ways that you can get yourself help. Yeah. Like we we're talking to B. Cole on on, you know, on Monday, right? Mm -hmm. He has a meditation studio, yeah. right? So meditation might be something that's better suited for you. Or you might have somebody in your family that um, that you just, you know, want to confide into. That close with that you can you feel that comfortable enough to talk to about right. your situations. Right. But also, but also 
you want somebody maybe that's unbiased who who can't really push you in a certain direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then where I come in at, as a life coach, if you if you want to talk to me, I'm the bridge in between that. Like, all right, we can have the conversation because as a life coach, I can't diagnose. I can't, yeah. you know, because that's what therapists do. But you got a conversation to make them even think about these. Think things about too. like the things that they're dealing with because I've been through and them they can before. Put them into perspective there, so right, and that might be better than therapy for certain people. Right, dang, bro, you put that. You, you, no, no, you put that together, nice, yeah, bro. No, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's real though. That's real. I know we play sometimes, but. You know that's that's real in itself. So if we if we was because um, I got my notes right here, if we was going to conclude that and say, I don't know how we felt about suicide or what we would tell people about this if they're having these suicidal thoughts what right. should they do right what should they think what should they say how should they handle it type deal right so well let's talk about let's talk about like how you would what would you tell somebody if they were having this like some some type of issue that was going on like that um i don't want to sound like too harsh or too too real or too anything like that but i right. would personally say like We were, we were, we came on this earth alone. Yeah. And we're going to die alone. Yeah. And I feel like, I think that's the one thing that when you're thinking like all these thoughts you have to put and realize like emotions are emotions and that you got to actually get down to the, the, the reality of things is that we're going to come and we're going to go one day. Yep. And you got to understand like no one can control the outcome or the feelings of other people. We can't control the people around us, how they feel, how they think, and stuff like that. Or yeah. we got to just accept everything for what it is and keep it moving. Because at the end of the day, say if we do have that suicidal thought, we do take ourselves out, we're going to hurt people. We're going to open people's eyes, but at the end of the day, life is going to keep moving. And so I feel like that, that people have to come to that thing of, we're here alone, yeah. and, and we got a time span on Earth, and so more so it's like, am I going to sit here and care about what people think, or am I going to sit here and more so work on myself work on myself and leave a legacy behind? Because at yeah. the end of the day, that's all we can do. At the end of yep. the day, it's no, people feel, people feel, but you got to understand that what's important on this Earth is that if you're going to be forgotten or you're not. Yeah. So even if you feel like you're non-existent or you, you are existent, like, You got, I, I guess you just got to make a choice. Yeah. Am I going to sit here yeah. and keep feeling this way? Yeah. Or am I going to make a difference on this earth? I don't know right. if I said that it's, right, but... No, no, you did. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm help you with that. It's, yeah. it's harsh, though. Yeah. It's harsh because emotion is real. Yeah. Our feelings are real, too. So it's yeah. like, how can I just say that? Because yeah. even sometimes myself, I still feel like, dang. We, so that's a good point. You get what I'm saying? That's a good point. Because no, you're you're not only talking about that, but you're being genuine in that, right? You're not saying that, oh, I want you to do that. No, you're saying like, look, I still deal with that. We, yeah. and that's what I would say, when it comes to this whole suicide thing, is that you matter. 
no matter what the situation may be or what's going on, know that you matter and God placed you on this earth mm -hmm. for a reason. Because when you get to that place, you feel like you don't even think about that. You're just thinking about the pain that you're that going you're through. Feeling. But realize that true success is not the the where where you get to it's the the really the pain and everything that you endure along the way in order to obtain what god has for yeah, you you gotta you gotta overcome that you, you gotta, gotta like, overcome you gotta put, it you gotta like push past it and no i'm not saying that it's wrong yeah because you're I, better here than than you, you are in a casket you know what i'm saying you know it, right. it hurt it don't hurt to say that but it hurts to say that because i got friends who have I got a couple friends too. I've committed suicide. You know, it's the first wow, feeling that I feel. Man. The first feeling that I feel is like I'm hurt. Yeah. And then more so as the time go past, it's like, why you do that? Yeah. Because it comes with like unselfishly, my bad. Unselfishly, it make me feel like why you make me feel this way? Yeah. Because you didn't have to do that. And then it comes to like you had control. <laughs> yeah. You had control. You thought. Like, well, I thought, but then it comes, so it's like, but I understand you. Yeah. But I understand you, too, because I done felt certain type of ways that made me just, like, not want to be here. Yeah. Just not want to be here. So it's like, yeah. that's why I say it's, like, harsh or not harsh because I'm not biased. I'm more so, like, I understand. Like, Real. But yeah, I understand both sides. Like, I done been there and they'd be like, man, if I get, I don't even care that I'm here. Right. Or, or. But I've been also time at rock bottom towards those. Like, I've been so depressed that it's like me too, man. I mean, you after me you too, dealt with bro. injuries, injuries yeah. can be one of the most crucial things that sends you to depression. If you're working, <sighs> if you're working so hard to accomplish something and you doing this, 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 and you feel like you about to get there and then the injury just take you out, it's like, Bruh. it's not meant for me to be here. It's yeah. like you just think the worst of yourself. But I learned through injuries. Honestly, like I can say, through injuries, I learn how to cure myself mentally mm. too. Because mm. every time I think about, I get into a deep depression, or I think about, yeah. I can't do this, or I can't do that. I think about injuries and how I got to where I got to where I am today. It's like if I went through this surgery, and a doctor tell me I'm not supposed to recover in this amount of time, and I recover and I come back better, that's a confidence within itself. Like I can overcome anything. You get what I'm saying? Man, you you right. Because when I was when I was in Philly, my second year was the year where I was I was actually doing pretty well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was actually earning the respect from my coaches, my teammates, things of that nature. And I remember not playing the first year and literally I got hurt. Mm -hmm. Like I, I tore my hamstring. And that battle was the mental battle and that one of the was toughest just, battles that but, anyone. You know, we, we gonna we you know that'll be a great segment, really, to talk about injuries in general and what and how that plays on your mental as an athlete too, as well. But you know we gonna we gonna we gonna chop these up, you know, for the people because <laughs> man, it's a lot. Right it's now. a lot of content we about to give y'all, man. We about to give y'all a game when it comes to this this mental health. But you know, concluding, obviously, that was a great segment. We were talking about suicide ideation. You talked about like what you would tell somebody, and, and what I would tell somebody yeah. is. Look, man, it matters, or sorry, you matter, and that it's better for you to be here mm -hmm. than to be in a casket, man. 